Revolution. Well, this is the part where I get to say good evening, everyone, while I try to get Barb back. For some reason, we've lost her. Um, Michelle, are you there with us? I I'm here. Well, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been wondering what happened to Barbara. <laughs> well, that that was just it. I was trying to bring her back. Um, I'm not sure what happened either. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of disappeared off the screen. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. So I guess this is, like I said, where I get to talk, and I'm not so good at this part. Um, so how was your week? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. You know, just I uh, keep wondering what's going on with our nation. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, am I wondering? <laughs> it's an it, it, how is it they say we're in interesting times? Um, oh yeah, I'd say we're beyond the word interesting. I'm not sure what <laughs> what word we'll use at this point, but <laughs> we've gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, I I tend to agree with that. Um, okay, um, I don't know for sure. But I think I'm going to let you talk about what you'd like us to know, since we haven't talked to you in a month, while I work at bringing Barb back. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that'd be fine. I'll talk a little bit about astrology, since that's what I do, and uh, that's what uh, I think people are getting used to um, coming on for when I'm I'm on. So, <laughs> just so I guess I could talk a little bit about astrology and what maybe is happening, and uh, you know. For people who are new to astrology, you may only think about astrology as the, the horoscope signs that you see in newspapers. But in reality, there's a whole lot more to it. Uh, the reason we have horoscope signs in newspapers <laughs> is because a wonderful astrologer named George Llewellyn many, many, many years ago, back in the turn of the last century, the beginning of the last century, um, he, he thought that he needed to get Americans to realize that astrology was valuable. <laughs> so he, he created horoscopes <laughs> and um what's really kind of funny about that is that um astrology is so much more than your sun sign i meet people all the time who think oh yeah well you know i'm a cancer and so it fits me or i you know or i'm a scorpio and everybody says they're terrible and i i don't want to be that and it's it's really funny because we're not just our sun sign by any means we are much more complex and uh you know, you have not only do you have the sun and the moon and in uh, Eastern astrology, astrologers in the East, in India, uh, a home of motherhood, <laughs> uh, the moon is more important than the sun. And um, and there's some true value in that because the moon uh, moves us. We are mostly water, our bodies. And if you watch the tides, they're controlled by the moon. So are our emotions a lot of the time will be influenced or um, in some way we resonate to the actions of the moon and the signs or the constellations that the moon travels through. So we really have more reception there. So if you were to do astrology today in newspapers, I would do it as lunar astrology. It would be much more effective. 
But nonetheless, we have a lot more to look at. We have the sun and the moon. We have, you know, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Despite the fact they call it a dwarf, it still has tremendous effect in our world. So those are the basics. And then as you go beyond that, when you look at a night sky and you look up and you don't see a cloudy one like we're seeing here in Oregon tonight, but you see a clear sky, you see constellations in the sky that we call things like the Big Dipper or the Pole Star or Draco and Orion. And, um, and those um, patterns in the sky are made up of what we call fixed stars. And those stars are suns in completely different galaxies, millions and millions of light years from us. But they have an influence on us as well. We resonate to things connecting. Somehow we connect. Magnetics connects across light years. And it is a fascinating topic to even think about. I think Barbara is back. Are you back, Barbara? Yeah, I took a trip. I'm back now. As long as you weren't abducted by aliens, a little concerned. We were wondering just... for a minute. Before I let you two ladies have the show back, I'd like to remind folks that are on the call, and we have three other callers on, that while they're waiting to be called to please mute their mics. I think we have a chipmunk on one of them. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I don't yes, think you're the, I hope you're not the chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the chipmunk. No, but this is weird. I just I got dropped and then I then I thought, well, I'll just call into the damn show and <laughs> Well, to be fair, I dropped. did try to call you, but it said that it failed. So anyway, we got you back on with the show. Who are we talking to? No one. I was just talking. <laughs> we, oh, didn't, we, we didn't. I was just telling people about astrology and what, what, what we actually look at. So, Oh, wow. Well, we have a bunch of people here that are waiting with bated breaths, so to speak. Well, let's, let's go. As am I. Um, <laughs> who was the first call, Deb? Um, it, it was pretty much a tie between um, 785 and and 704 well let's take 785 first hi 785 you're on the air with us hello who is this hi this is who is jill. this my name's jill. Hi, jill hi jill hi what's your date of birth jill um 531.69 five isn't that this month may yep yep end of this month <laughs> so you're born like on memorial day weekend huh yeah, yeah. My grandma likes to talk about that a lot on the, I was born, I guess, one of the last Memorial Day, like the true, before they did the three-day weekend or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah. What, I didn't catch the year. I missed that. Uh, 1969. 1969. Good thing I, I asked, because what I heard was not six. And <laughs> 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 it made you very old compared to how young you are. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> What where, what time were you born? Do did they give you that? Um, I was yeah, eight um, forty five a.m. in California. Eight forty five. Oops, let me do that again. Sloppy fingers. Eight forty five a.m. And where in California were you born? Uh, Pomona. 
Pomona, California. I bet that was just beautiful. California is so beautiful. Yeah, I haven't been there in ages, but oh. I remember it as being beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> did you move when you were young or did you do that later? Uh, yeah, no, when I was young, like when I was eight. Oh, so you really so. didn't get the benefits of being one of those California girls. No, not really. Uh, well i didn't have it i was on the east coast so yeah (laughs) (laughs) well let's take a look let's take a look at your chart have you ever had this done before it's always fascinating Uh, in fact i um that's why i decided to call in because i've been trying to learn this on my and and work uh, my chart so i wanted to get a better idea i thought well this sounds interesting i'm going to call in all right, well, that's um, awesome. You, you, um, if you've been looking at your chart, uh, you know that Pluto uh, is right now at 19 degrees Capricorn in the sky, and it's retrograde no, right now. See, I don't know that. See, I'm not oh. so good at what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm still like, what? No. Uh, yeah. Well, well, Pluto, Pluto's the planet of major transformations. It kind of like. It's like taking, uh, you know, stuff out of the back of the closet and turning it upside down and throwing it all over the floor. And then you got to figure oh, okay. out what everything is. That's what Pluto's kind of like. It, it, it kind of turns your world upside down. Uh, oh, okay. It's not, it's not, uh, it, it already did that in different areas of your life over the last 20 years. But right now it's approaching your seventh house cusp. And the seventh house is the house of relationships. Those are close relationships. Those are your one-on-one relationships. And Pluto coming into that house can make uh, some real interesting transformations. You have in this house, uh, right there at the very beginning of it, you have your part of fortune. Part of fortune is a, it's a point in space that we determine based on the time you were born and where you were born. And when Pluto comes into this house, wherever the part of fortune is, we usually have some good fortune come in. So you probably have had throughout your life, uh, people that you tend to be close to that are really do some good things for you. When you're in a pinch, they come through. And uh, your part of fortune is at 22 degrees, which is a master number. So you have earned these connections that you have in your life. Pluto coming to that point, and it will, it's not right away. It's within the next, what, six months. It probably will hit there in the next year. It'll come back and forth. So you're going to have it visiting for a while. And uh, once it gets across that uh, cusp, the seventh house cusp, uh, and it gets in there, you're going to start to, um, you people that you're connected to or people that you're close to or some new person will come in that you will be close to that will be a real powerful contact and there it will be an empowering connection and if you're not in a relationship now it could turn out to be someone that becomes a a marriage partner if you're in a relationship right now it could make there could be some major transformation that takes place that empowers you in a different way as a result of Pluto coming into contact so your relationship will go through a change um, a lot of astrologers will say, you know, Pluto's horrible, it's awful, whatever happens, whenever it travels, it causes problems. Don't look at it that way because I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, Pluto is a transformer and it can empower people. So whenever you know what's coming, you want to pay attention to what's going on in your life and work on cleaning things up as you go. Uh, dig the stuff out of the closet what are the issues of intimacy in relationships over your lifetime that you've experienced and because you have uh, good fortune sitting there and you also have a beautiful uh, beautiful trine 
to your natal Pluto and to Jupiter with your natal Pluto and your south node and there in your third house indicates that you have opportunities to become really empowered and more powerful in relationships. So this is a great statement. Uh, and that's that's opening up for you. You were born with that, and it's a beautiful statement. Having Pluto with Jupiter, you're a transformative speaker. When you think, you transform things in your mind. You're a powerful. You can be a powerful connection for ideas for your uh, for people who you are close to. This is especially okay. so for people you are close to. But um, I want to look a little further. Neptune, of course, is in your ninth house. It's traveling there, and right now it's not making any. Uh, direct contact but uh, it does bring inspiration as it goes through so you may find that when it activates it will bring more of that and you have had some of that because uh, Neptune was in a beautiful contact or a challenging contact with your mom uh, with your home with your children if you have children with your investments uh, you may have had some uh, question marks and challenges about your home or about things that you've invested in over the last, I want to say um, the questions came up over the last three years. and uh, But now you should be free of them and you should be moving on from that. Let's see what else is going on. Jupiter is going through your fourth house. And uh, when Jupiter goes through a house, it usually wants it, everything to get bigger or becomes more obvious. And uh, so you may be looking at your property and looking at expanding property in some way or your home or bringing in more um, audiovisual equipment. There's something that will go on there as Jupiter travels. It's only begun that journey. So, But a lot of the time when it approaches, we're already thinking about it. So... I don't know if you've got something coming up or not, but uh, right now it's in retrograde. It won't go direct until August uh, or sometime in July. Uh, at any rate, it's not going to activate your Mercury until later, probably around September, October. And when it does, uh, it, you may be challenged in some way in terms of communication things in your home. So you may start thinking about that now. Do you have already, like I want to say, do you have good quality internet equipment because this is a statement that I want to make something bigger and uh, and you may be challenged to expand. Uh, I'd be looking for a better router. Oh, okay. I've yeah, got a, my, my husband's very um, electronic. He's, 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 he's very techie. Techie. I don't. Oh, yes, okay. I'm not. <laughs> okay, well. I am not. Then, well, that's okay. He'll probably take care of it for you, but that's what. There we that, go. That's kind of what it looks like to me. Could be something else that I'm missing, but Let's see what else is in here. And also, if you have a specific question, let me know what it is. Because as I wander around your chart, I'm not really talking about your natal chart all that much. Okay. Uh, can, I, can I add something here? Um, sure. Tons and tons and tons of healing energy here. So it feels as though the element of healing is not only something you're looking at to benefit yourself, but also there's healing energy here um, in from past lifetimes. So that... So that you you're you're going to be finding that you are becoming more and more sensitive to the energetic flow around you. You're going to be drawn to if you haven't already begun to be drawn to. There's this element here of of working with energy and healing. So it it does feel as though there's that quality that's going on here, as though there's a shift of focus. Um, 
to a degree, and, and, and I want to go back to the relationship stuff that Michelle was talking about. I see three very influential people coming into your life this year. They feel as though they could be um, teachers or or guides on some level. They're, they're in physical. They're, it, it's as though you're, you're beginning to meet people that can help to guide you through the next transition of energetic um, ascension that, that, that you're going to be going through this next year. So it, it, and, and, and I want to go back to your first house. I don't know who's in your first house, but, but, <laughs> but my, but well, aside from you, of course, um, so cute. <laughs> but there, there is this element of, of power and, and the, the spotlight falling on you. So this is going to be a year in which you come out of the shadows into the light and begin to walk a new pathway that will help you to evolve even more greatly. Back to Michelle. You know, Thanks. I love that you brought that up because I, 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 Spirit was saying, go look at her South Node. And so when you brought that up, you know, I immediately go over there. Jupiter and your, you have Jupiter and the South Node conjunct in your third house, which is the house of communication, your thought forms. It's also the house of siblings and neighbors. And uh, Jupiter, of course, is a lot of things. It's about expansion. It's about education. It's about teaching. It's legal matters. It's about travel uh, out beyond uh, your neighborhood. And yet you have it sitting in your neighborhood. And the South Node is all about what is my past life experiences? What am I bringing into this life that I need? So what is that little sack you're carrying on your back? Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Some of it you'll sabotage yourself with. And some of it are amazing talents that you'll integrate and you'll go forward with to have that what your jupiter says and in virgo they're both in virgo is indicative that you have been a healer in a past life that you've been probably a teacher of healing in a past life uh virgo is the sign of health and uh, a lot of time we see virgo rather than seeing for example scorpio scorpio is more about surgery and and the metal uh techniques uh, that are used uh like needles or or uh, knives or scaffolds and things like that, but uh, Virgo is about the care and the service. And to put Jupiter with Virgo, what we have is a, a teacher of of service, a teacher of how to serve and increase the health of others. And to have it with your South Node indicates you've done this in a past life, and in this lifetime, your thought forms are strong enough that you, you may decide you want to do something that will teach. Uh, and your progressed son right now is in a sextile. So here is the first house that uh, Barbara was talking about. Of course, she looks at a completely different thing than I look at. But uh, your progressed son is in your first house, and it's making a beautiful sextile to your Jupiter and your south node. And that sextile uh, continues throughout this year and in through the next. So you have basically about two years from where we stand now. Uh and actually, it'll even go a little further than that because uh, at it'll skip a couple of years and then it'll activate again is what it will do. Uh, so if we go two years, it's going to take 26, uh, almost 27, then it'll skip like two years and then it'll activate again because of your progressed Jupiter and your progressed Uranus. So you've got this period of time where you can empower yourself and uh, and decide to take the actions that – you've been contemplating probably taking for a very long time because they come from your past. And, uh, and the fact that Pluto is active with your uh, south node progressed 
is indicative that this is a statement that will be about empowering yourself as well as empowering others through teaching. So, yeah, very good. And you do have uh, the sign of the teacher on the house, uh, the house of health. So, yeah, I don't know what you do. Uh, You have fire signs on all your work cusps. And uh, so you're a person who has lots of energy or should have lots of energy. I didn't look at your Mars, but uh, you should have lots of energy when it comes to getting out and working or doing things that are active in the community. You tend to have good leadership qualities. Uh, There's one other thing before we move on, because we do have some people waiting here, but um, it's really important you trust your gut. You don't trust your gut. You think too much. I mean, yeah. there are places where you there are there, there are places there are places where you do need to think. You know, I'm not saying don't think at all, but you tend to overanalyze and lose the moment. Right. So yeah. so so if it's not a life and death situation, and if you haven't had Mexican food the night before, trust your gut. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and and you really you actually have a fabulous intuitive quality. Uh, your Neptune is a 26 degree Scorpio, and it is in a sextile to that Jupiter and that South Node, but your Moon is in Sagittarius, and it's the Moon that causes you to say, "Wait a minute, I need to learn more. I need to know more. I haven't done all that I need to do in order to." Uh, be able to stand here and say all this uh it's not true okay it's only true for maybe this lifetime but you've already got tons and tons of experience from past lifetimes stand on it allow it to integrate and bring it forward okay okay cool all right well awesome thank you so much thanks you're so welcome (laughs) (laughs) good night now okay I, i have a feeling we could have gone on and on with her because i kept seeing things peeking out and saying when yeah. is Michelle going to bring this up? Um, <laughs> it's always fun to hear what you're going to bring up because I, we're looking from two different perspectives. But we're but I'm I'm using I'm using uh, a house layout, so I have I, the house. I know, I know. <laughs> and what I love is it it almost always is very synchronistic. Yeah, well, it always is. Metaphysics is right there with astrology. Absolutely. Okay, we've got 704 on the line. Hi, we're on the air with you. Who is this? Seven. Hi, Melissa. Yep, that's you. That's me, um, Melissa. Melissa. What's your birthday, yeah. Melissa? When are you born? What month in? Uh, September 13th, 1969. Oh, it's the same year we were just working with, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you're going to have some similarities, but not necessarily the same houses at all. What time were you born? 4.46 a.m. 4.46 a.m. And where were you born? Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston. What beautiful country that is. It is. America is such an amazing country. We're so lucky to live here. My God, so beautiful! I drove across it a, a number of years ago, and I recommend everybody do that. Oh my God, yeah, I I I got a wonderful horse horse from West Virginia many years ago. He was the most handsome guy. At any rate, uh, let's take a look. <laughs> you have a, a different chart, of course, uh, and uh, but of course we we're going to see some things that are going to be somewhat similar. 
your moon is at eight degrees of Libra and your sun is at 20 degrees of Virgo. So your moon and your sun are kind of at odds with each other. They're not happy together. So the part of you where your ego says, let's go forward. I want it, all the details. I want to absolutely get down to the nuts and bolts of it. It tends to be somewhat hypercritical. It wants absolutely to know. Uh, and the moon, on the other hand, in Libra is like, oh, let's let's make this pretty. Let's bring balance. Let's connect with people. Let's talk. And the moon wants to talk and the and the sun wants to go to work. So they don't always uh, work real well together. And that is indicative of your mother and father. They didn't work all that well together. <laughs> so that causes some challenges in us as, as we grow up. Uh, the south node, your south node is conjunct your sun. So here we go with past life stuff. You've got that Virgo going on there. Uh, Virgo is, like I said earlier, it's the sign of uh, the one who gives service. And all of this, these, this little gathering, this little stellium, we call them stelliums in astrology. It's a gathering of planets all in one place. Uh, you have both the sun, the south node, Pluto, Uranus, the moon, and Jupiter all sitting in your second house. Second house is the house of income. It's the house of how do I make a living and where do I spend my money? And the ruler of the house is Virgo. So it says I I prefer to spend my money on on things that are good for my health or perhaps to serve my country or my community or other people who might be sick or need help and uh at the same time you have that moon in there because you've got to change a sign in the house you have uranus and the moon and jupiter all in libra and uh that libra element sometimes kind of argues with you and says no we should do something beautiful for ourselves <laughs> and you know Life is a balancing act, and so you you need to make sure that you work it. Uh, pay attention to that because there will be times out of every month where the moon is telling you, let's go get our haircut or let's go to the movies or let's go out with friends. Allow yourself to pay attention to the movements of the moon. Whenever the moon is in an air sign or is in a fire sign, you will be more inclined to do those kinds of things and you should when it's in an earth sign or a water sign you're going to be more inclined to want to get to work to serve others so if you take the time to look at an astrological calendar it will tell you when the moon is in those different signs for right now the moon is in cancer so it's been active on your sun over the last two days and Think about what you were feeling and see if that doesn't fit. It should. Um, so anyway, let's see what else is going on in your chart. And if you have anything to say, Barbara, just jump in. When I look, I don't see any anybody on any angle. So that's that's usually nice because when there's no strong planet on an angle, we end up getting through that period in our life where it's not as intense. So that's a nice thing to see. Not to say that we aren't living in an intense time frame, because it is. Neptune right now is at 13 degrees, and it is uh, moving into a position, but it, it, it's not really doing that much with your sun yet. 
what it is working with is your mercury. And this is where you're having the most stress. And it's interesting because this is a statement that Barbara made to the caller before you. Uh, but this is going on in your world right now. Neptune in a quincunx action is called a quincunx action when it's 150 degrees away from another planet. It is that with your Mercury. Mercury is your thought forms. It's your voice. It's what you think about. And your Mercury sits in your house of thinking. And you try to speak in a very fair way. You go out of your way to be diplomatic with others. And, and that's a good quality. But you have to also be careful to take care of you. When you have a quincunx action coming from Neptune, Neptune is saying, here are some visions for you. Here are some insights for you. It's giving you intuitive information. And and your your mind is saying, wait a minute, I'm not so sure I that's correct. And you go back and forth with it, and it causes you stress. It would be much better if you could just let go when you get that feeling or that insight and allow yourself to look at it. Don't try to control it. Look at it because it is probably going to be incredibly useful to you and accurate. Um, But if you fight with it, what ends up happening is you could end up uh, becoming tongue-tied or you could have a difficulty where your mind goes into a fog and um it's not a, it's it's not good for you and it it doesn't serve you it, yeah i i have to hop here a second um it feels as though as of january you went through what i call a threshold experience that's crossing a threshold of understanding of this and other dimensions And it feels as though this year is the beginning of a whole new phase of how you perceive yourself and your reality so that everything is shifting for you, it feels. Have you have you felt as though there was major shift going on? Yes, you actually did a um, letter rip reading for me back in September. Uh Every month I'll go back and I'll go back and look at it. (laughs) It it. all, every month has lined up with what you said, and you just repeated some of the stuff you had said last year as well. So Okay, because this is major for you, and it's mm-hmm. major spiritually speaking. I don't know about your physical reality, because I think you have that pretty well under control, but it's mm-hmm. it's the spiritual where I see the major shifting and opening, and it's so much fun, and and... You're not going to be going crazy, but you're going to feel like it from time to time. So, um, you know, do a reality check with somebody who's in, you know, the spiritual field to to let you know that you're not nuts. Because there are a couple months here that look like you're going to really be questioning yourself. And <laughs> that's my Virgo coming in <laughs> and critiquing it and analyzing the hell out of it. But um, yeah. Um, I get weird stuff and I, 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 I don't know what it is and I don't know who to ask and I don't know what that is or how to interpret it, that type of thing. So it's, it's weird for, stuff. For yeah. You know, you should, you should, you, you, I welcome you to write to me when you get some of that because I may be able to write you back and give you some insight. And um, mm-hmm. I do it with all kinds of clients all the time. And I never, you know, I never don't re- respond. <laughs> it may take okay. me a day or two because I'm always very busy. But 
I always mm-hmm. respond and it may help you. And, uh, and I offer that to you because when you're under this quincunx action, that fits exactly what, uh, what Barbara was just saying. And Neptune can be doing that for quite a while. Neptune is not a fast mover. It's been known to go back and forth over a point for as much as seven years. So um, it's, it's right now it's, it's very close to exact. So you don't have too much more to go with it. Saturn right now is uh, in retrograde and, and it's on top of your Mars. And, and when we get Saturn on top of our Mars, it, it can really um, – it can stop our energy. It's almost like it puts a stop on it. Here you, you might be running, 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 and then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, man, I just have to sit down, stop, slow mm-hmm. down. Um, and so you have to, again, it's working with it and recognizing it's, it's taking place, but it's going to, once it goes direct again and gets out of your space, it, by the time fall comes, it'll be gone. It will not do that to you anymore, but always honor these things. That's what we all have to learn. I mean, innately, every one of us is aligned like this, these charts are the resonating picture of how we connect with the rest of the universe. And so when it's telling us slow down, we should just, you know, take a deep breath and say, okay, this stuff can wait. I need to go rest for a little bit. We have to honor, learn to honor it, learn to honor the cycles because that's what these are all, all cycles. And, and you are bringing up a lot of things. Uh, there's your moon right now is in cancer. Uh, the progressed moon is in cancer. So it's it's going to honor your sun here over the next few months. Right now, the, the moon in the sky, the last day or so, it was honoring your sun. But when this moon gets to 18 degrees, it's right now at 12, so that's uh, six months away. And when it gets to that 18-degree mark, it will be applying to your sun for two full months. And as it does that, this is a period of time where you actually can get your, your ego and what you desire together and move it forward. And you're going to move it forward in terms of service to the world in some way. Whatever it is that you do for a living uh, or how you make your money or how you spend your money, all of that has to do with service. Um, and, and, you know, Virgo is a difficult sign. I, I recommend to every Virgo that's out there or if you have your moon in Virgo – Consider the mantra, all things are perfect, no matter how it appears. You need to practice that because you have a habit of thinking it's not. But you're really working it. So give yourself a little more honor and recognize that it is working. Michelle, where is her stomach? Uh, Stomach is the moon. Okay, and where's her moon? Her moon is in Libra. So that's gallbladder. Okay, because I'm seeing stomach issues, and I want to—I I just want to say that if they're minor, it feels as though you're having allergic stuff going on right now. And and there's a, has the stomach been kind of queasy lately? Um, yeah, um, my dog is with me too, and we kind of feed off each other. She's had 
stinkies the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm like, get away from me. You're going to give them to me. But I don't have a gallbladder. It was taken out years ago. But Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say it, pro- it probably is already <laughs> gone because you yeah. were born with the quincunx action between your Saturn and your moon. <laughs> so yeah, Saturn sure. usually removes it. And Saturn in your chart is the ruler of your house of health. So to be born with that, this is an issue you were born with. This is not new news to you. Yeah, well, what I'm seeing is just, you know, as we get older, because I'm the oldest one here, I can say that, um, <laughs> we be, we become more and more and more sensitive to our environment. And you are becoming very sensitive to the pollen in your area. So uh, pay attention and do whatever you need to do to get yourself through this springtime. Yeah, I am sensitive. I noticed the thorn in my skin was itching and it was on my stomach. Um, so my skin's starting to crawl because of the pollen, but I do feel mm. that. Okie doke. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anything else? Was there anything you wanted to ask us in particular? Um, I know the energy's shifting now. It's all over the place, but there's times where I will just feel energy just pool basically it's hot it comes in it vibrates it throws me to a sweat fest and then I can just feel it dissipate and sometimes that'll happen when I think of people certain individuals and I just I don't know what that is or is that Uh, um, I didn't do my math how old are you I am 47 well among all of the other things going on it looks like you're premenopausal. <laughs> my, I had a hysterectomy about five years ago. So okay, but um, this is this yeah. is hor- this is hormonal, and even it's, if they they took everything out, you're still having the hormones going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just one of the joys of being a woman. <laughs> That's okay. There are lots of things out there you can take that will help you balance it. Yes. <laughs> I know. You know, there's a there's a very simple product by uh, I think it's Now Corporation. It's called Change O Life. It's not mm-hmm. Change of. It's Change O for some reason, but it has excellent herbs in it, and I found it saved my life when I went through menopause. So I don't know if it'll help you, but I'd check it out if I were you. Just make sure you're not allergic to any of the herbs before you take anything. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Oh, so you're much so welcome. Calling. You take care of yourself, Melissa. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Those hot rushes do keep coming. No, I don't have them anymore. Thank you, God. Well, that must <laughs> have been out to lunch when mine was figured because I've been going this route for the last 20 years so oh my gosh that's horrible i remember times when i had that where my we'd be driving in the car and it it was winter time and my husband would say what are you doing and i said because he'd have the heat on in the car and i'd be opening the window and i literally stick my head out like a dog (laughs) yes i've had those moments too I really, I, I I saw something somewhere that said, you know, they're not really hot flashes, they're energy sh- surges. Oh, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> some man made that up, I'm sure. I think so. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got another caller here. It's 704. Hi, you've patiently been waiting. Who is this? 
I seven. I think it's uh, eight six zero. You just did seven zero four. That was Melissa. Oh, then it's eight six zero. Who is this? Uh, my name is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie, what what's Hi, your date of birth? When are you born, Stephanie? What month? Uh, April thirteenth, nineteen sixty eight. April thirteenth, nineteen sixty eight. Oh, the sixties are coming in tonight, huh? Sure. And <laughs> do you do you know what time you were born? 7.08 a.m. in Cleveland, Ohio. And that's Cleveland. All right. We'll take a look and see what we see. Thank you. You bet. Have you ever done this before? Um, I, I have. You have you have a, what we call a, a I call it a teeter-totter. There's another word for it. Seesaw. <laughs> Seesaw chart. <laughs> In other words, you have a balancing act your whole life. It seems like you tend to be pulled back and forth because of the way your planets are set in your natal chart. And for those, if you can imagine this, okay, those who are on the call here, (laughs) the chart has a whole grouping of planets sitting in the 12th house. And I mean, you've got Mars, the Sun, the North Node, Saturn, Mercury, and Venus all sitting in that 12th house. And then at the other end of the spectrum are the other planets. So it's um, it causes kind of a balancing act. It's not an easy chart. And to take everything and throw it into your 12th house, wow. We call the 12th house the, the closet. Um, it's the part, it's the place where we put things that are from past lives uh, that we want to work on but don't really want to look at. So we end up usually sabotaging ourselves with them, and that's how we figure them out. Uh, It's better to talk to an astrologer so they can tell you (laughs) rather than stumble along. But unfortunately, are you saying I have baggage? Are you saying I have baggage? I'm saying we all do, but you decided in this lifetime you were going to actually do something about it. We all have it. Oh, wow. But, you know, your, your father, um, not that I want to stick him in a bag or anything. I mean, I'm, he's, bar, he's from your past life. He's a big part of your past life. And in this lifetime, he had to have some, some serious influence on you. Um, it looks more like it was uh, a real control military life from the past. And uh, and there's something here to be said with your North Node sitting next to it that you had made a commitment and, and, and desire to be uh, work through some of this in this lifetime with him. And um, the whole issues of control is something that you could really get fired up about. And I don't know what he <laughs> what kinds of things he would do that caused you to get your red hair on. But um <laughs> It it could make you upset. Um, at any rate, you're you are a very strong individual with all this Aries going on in this house. Uh, past issues of uh, war or past issues of exploration, past issues of getting out there, and all the things that have to do with male energy are issues that you said in this lifetime. I'm going to look them in the eye and I'm going to go forward. It's like you made a commitment to yourself that you would, even though you were born a woman, you made a decision, I'm coming in and I am going to show men that women can do it. 
So I don't know. <laughs> and of course, sometimes that's shooting yourself in the foot. So you, you have to kind of be careful with that. But that is a very powerful and strong combination of energy you have going there. What's really fabulous about it is all of these planets, with the exception of Mars, uh, was rising before the sun. To understand how a chart works, uh, this line that goes across the middle of the chart, we call it the horizon line, and we call it that because at the moment of your birth, that is, if we were standing outside when you were being born, that is the horizon line from that place on the planet. And at the moment you were born, the constellation of Taurus was at 21 degrees of the constellation was already above the horizon line and Aries was just above it. And you have your sun, the sun was just coming up. It was just starting to rise. It had just come over the horizon just a little while before you took your first breath, but right above it was Saturn and right above Saturn was Mercury and right above Mercury was Venus. They were all kind of lined up coming up over the horizon at the moment you were born and what's wonderful about that is it gave you power with the sign of Aries if they had come up behind the sun the sun would have overwhelmed them but by having your chart designed so that they came up before the sun the beauty of uh, Mercury and Aries or Venus and Aries or Saturn and Aries gets to express itself and uh, Venus and Aries is, is is an odd combination because Aries is so masculine. It is the most masculine sign. And Venus, of course, is the sign of femininity. So, I mean, you made a statement at your birth and you have Chiron right there in Aries. And you're saying, I'm going to heal the issues of war. In this lifetime, I will heal the battles of women and men. And I will show the strength of a woman. And I will speak as loudly and as forcefully and as outrightly uh, as a man. You are saying all of that in this chart. And yet you made sure to put Saturn right behind Mercury, which says, but I, I'll do my best to not not step on anybody. <laughs> I'm going to try not to step on anybody. And that, that's that's all there in, in the beginning of this chart at the moment you were born. And the North Node, of course, at 18 degrees there uh, was also making a statement about what the soul's purpose would be in this lifetime. So you're saying, I will break free of past lives. I will move into a whole new beginning. I will go beyond uh, the pa- patriarchy of war. This is just an amazing chart when you read it. I mean, but of course, you didn't come in with all of this freely spoken because at the other end of your chart, on the other side, you have some planets that are saying, wait, hold hold on a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> Don't be so fast. And uh, your moon, you were born with the moon in Libra, and it says hold back be a diplomat don't don't run out there and tell the whole world everything we need to balance this and this is your mother and father the sun at 23 degrees of aries and the moon at 27 degrees almost 28 degrees of libra uh they were balancing acts at time they were opposed to each other but uh they probably had found a way to make it work it's not terrible the opposition is not a terrible thing it's more of 
part of me does this, part of me does that. And if we find a way to make those parts work, they work in harmony. So um, I... Can I, can I give an analogy here that's coming through really, really strong? Sure. Um, you're a warrior. There is absolutely no, no doubt to it. You are a crusader. And the past lives that I keep seeing, seeing popping up here are times in which, which there was great um, – it, it, it it, it, war was not an easy thing. It was bloody. It was messy. It was – you had to be powerful, you had to have a weapon, and you had to be able to take your opponent out without talking to them. So this yeah. lifetime, it feels as though there is an inner frustration because you no longer have a weapon to use. You have to use words. And and there may have been times this lifetime where you struggled greatly with finding the appropriate words. So there may have been some pretty messy battles here, but but it does feel as though you are learning to use the words brilliantly. And and I would say from, from this year forward, um, things are going to be a lot more easy for you because you are able to use your words as weapons of persuasion as opposed to just just knocking somebody's head off, <laughs> which you would probably Although, prefer to do. Yes, there is beauty in knocking someone else's head off, I must add. <laughs> and, and, and satisfaction. Um, yes. But, and, well, and you were a, a very powerful warrior, so that, so that taking all of your weapons away from you and saying, use words this time, Cookie, um, <laughs> was, was quite a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got, I've got to tell you one other thing. As you were talking, I realized that, you know, I'm working with the tri, tri-wheel chart, so I'm not just looking at the natal chart by itself. But uh, I realized when you were talking, Barbara, that uh, – that you have this, uh, you have what we call a yod in your charge. That is, the ancients used to call that the finger of God. And the yod is Neptune to Uranus in opposition or in quincunx action. Their midpoint uh, is the moon uh, in opposition to your sun. So this is, what a statement. I mean, this is a marvelous chart. I could talk for hours on it. Well, well um, you know, what we're coming up on our, at least we're coming up on three minutes before the music is going to start. So when the music starts, you know, we'll come back to you if that's okay with you after the music starts. So don't hang up, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, go ahead, Michelle. Yeah, so so what a yacht is, it tells us that the energy between these two planets that are in sextal, which are Neptune and Uranus have to come through and be uh, spoken or experienced or um, whisked through this other point of the sword, which is the sun. So your ego must take in the intuitive at a very deep intimacy level to understand intimacy at its depth, to understand power. There is an intuitive part of you that can almost seek it out like a bloodhound and you would know it. And the other part, Uranus in Virgo, Uranus, Uranus and Virgo don't even go together, but they're trying to work here. It's a statement of, I need to change the way that I've done it before and do it now with service. To be the bloodhound of truth in service 
where suddenly I will do that and break free of the chains of the past. It's a very powerful chart. What your life has been, I would love to sit and talk with you about because it's your chart is amazing. And I'm and I'm quite certain you're coming to a point where you will come to a real understanding of because Pluto, as we speak, is approaching your midheaven. It's a few years down the road, but uh, 20, 23, 24, somewhere in there. Um, but when it comes to that midheaven, you will step into your own power. You will realize you have come to this point. So it's very exciting. Thank you. Wonderful. You're you're a late bloomer. (laughs) No, no, and 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 there's 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 a great deal to be said for being a late bloomer because you know you look at all the other bloomers who have lost their petals and you still have yours, which is really kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the way you design the chart. When we put everything in the twelfth house, that's what we do. Um, we have, when you look at a chart, wherever we pack the focus, we're focusing in those areas. And that's where the activity takes place in terms of time as well. Um, I, I don't know if I explained that well enough for people to understand it. But. Well, you know, when you talked about the 12th house and everything being there, mm. um, my 12th house has laughter, joy, and celebration in it. And in a way, it feels like the universe is laughing at you because you were so ambitious this lifetime. <laughs> so, but but mm. but they're, they're also they're also there to be supportive as well. So it's a good thing. But but you did check all the all the boxes this time, and and yeah. you know when you yeah. check the boxes, you know, and it's not surprising that we're talking about it because Jupiter right now is on top of your progressed south node. And uh, Jupiter reveals things. It opens them up. It expands them. It makes you look at it. And the south node is your past lives. South node is everything you brought in. Okay. We'll be, we'll be back in about five minutes, guys. And we're back. This is Nightlight. If you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported. From the owner to the host to the producers that we can't live without, to the staff, all are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and hopefully enlighten you that isn't found anywhere else. We're doing readings tonight with Michelle Avanti, so if you want to, if you would like to participate, please feel free to call in. The number is 918-707-8787 or 310-421-4053. And we are back. So, hi, guys. Hi. Um, I, I think, you know, you, you mentioned past lives, and I, I think it's important that she she understand that, that 
Um, there have been many past lives, all of which you, the, the ones that I'm seeing popping up here, um, you were male and you were powerful and you didn't give quarter to anyone. And you bring some of that energy into this lifetime. So it may be very hard for you to understand why people don't worship you and do exactly as you say. <laughs> Agree. Yes. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Your, your your chart is really quite interesting. And uh, uh, Mercury, you know, has been retrograde for the last uh, three weeks. And it will station direct on Wednesday. And as it's been retrograde, it's been digging up information in your world. Um, so I wonder if you've... Uh, had some experiences over the last couple of weeks that brought something back that you were surprised uh, came back into your world uh, may have had to do with your father or some older people masculine maybe have to do with war a lot of war energy in this chart yeah it's really it's amazing yeah, I, I, you know the, the 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 image that comes is is you know the the superheroes with their they're, um, <laughs> you know, Thor and all of them guys, you know. Mm. So, may I ask a question? Sure. sure. I, I, this is so wonderful. Thank you. I, I really appreciate your expertise. I am grappling as to whether I should move out of the state to be closer to my employer in North Carolina. Any energy surrounding that? I've been rethinking my life for the past three weeks during this retrograde yeah that's appropriate for mercury in retrograde especially coming through your 12th house um you know you don't have anything to stop you from moving normally you know that's the first thing i look at when somebody says is it okay to move and yeah there's nothing stopping you you can uh jupiter right now um is traveling through your house of the workplace your house of health anything going on in your health world will become very obvious or has already become obvious um, but uh, it can also offer a bigger or more spacious environment for your workplace. So moving may be uh, a positive experience for you. Uh, Jupiter uh, does uh, go direct uh, in actually June, in the beginning of June. And when it goes direct, it will start to move very rapidly. And as it does, by the time we get to fall, it's going to make a square to your midheaven. And I'd like to move it forward and let me just look at that because that might be a key to yes or no. Uh, let me just move it forward. Here, here is starting to – there we go. Okay, so October 1st, it will square your midheaven. So my guess by looking at that is that if you don't move, you're probably going to feel – very challenged um if you do move you're going to be questioning whether you got a big enough space so my advice looking forward in time would be if you decide to move which looks like it might be a good thing for you make sure that you get the space that you want so that when this square comes into place and it conjoins your your natal moon and opposes your sun uh, it will be a, it will work a different facet rather than you feeling like you're cramped and you got to get something bigger. So make sure that is taken care of before you go forward. Do you, did you understand what I've said or was I confusing? No, no, no. It's clear. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, I want to cool. I want to add to that a little bit. I I agree with everything Michelle said, but but if you move move because you feel you need to move for you, not because you want you have to move for someone or something else. It has to be it has to be for you for you on a personal level. Uh-huh. And, I, I I agree with that totally. Yeah. There's 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 the element here of um, be, because what I'm seeing here is there's great expansion and mm-hmm. and another move in a year's time may be called for. If you move now, you may move again within a year. Oh, oh, wow. OK. That's why well, just keep your uh, keep your boxes. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it would be a good move, though. The there's a when I move it forward to October the first, I have the sextile between your progressed Jupiter and your natal Jupiter, and that's that's an activity that's telling me that, uh, especially since it's on the moon, it's telling me that there is opportunity for a good investment here. So it okay. may be what 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 uh, Barbara is seeing that next move will be that you you do a good job and you're able to sell this property that you're going to move into. Because you may make it bigger <laughs> and get more money for it, and as a result of that, move into something even bigger. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So there will you be some challenges awesome. with it, but it looks like you know it's a kind of a shoe in because Jupiter rules your house of uh, uh, mortgages, and uh, and having that sextile says you'll have the money to do it, and there'll be plenty of it. Oh, even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the central card that I have is compensation. So I, I do feel she's going to be getting more money here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good investment, so, it says. It's a, it's definitely a statement of a good investment. Yeah. Okay, well, we, we have to move on. But but thank you so I much for, for being so patient and uh, waiting. Yeah. Thank you so awesome. much. Have a great night, ladies. Thank you again. You too. Okay, we've got 773 here. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Um, do you need my birthday? Yes. What month were you born? <laughs> April. Okay. And the day and year? Uh, 14th of 1966. 19th. Another 60, 60s year. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's just interesting, you know, you cycles. And w- what time were you born? What's your name? What should I call you by? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elizabeth. I was born at 2 p.m. Okay, Elizabeth. I love that name. That's a beautiful name. Thank you. And what city were you born in, Elizabeth? Chicago. Chicago, that wonderful town. Okay. So you're an Illinois child. It's a happy one. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Something about that name, Elizabeth. Maybe it's your name, Elizabeth, that I like. It's probably you that's coming across and not just the name. <laughs> I've certainly heard it before, but I like it now. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's. <laughs> what can I tell you? You know how I am, weird. <laughs> so, let's see here. What's in your chart? You were born with Uranus and Pluto in the first house. That's not an easy thing. Sudden, unexpected, something early in your life when you were very, very young uh, may have been challenging, uh, uh, near-death, sudden change. Were you okay? Was it you or was it uh, someone in your family or do you even know? Sometimes people don't even know. 
Um, I don't know, but I remember being very sick and floating in and out of consciousness. I had some kind of high fever. I don't know what that was yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. Well, you made it through, so there you had to have somebody supporting you here, and it looks like as it as you move through it, it it was probably Neptune was really giving you the support you needed, and uh, Jupiter was making it very obvious and. But you had a balancing act, and let's see here. And that balancing act is part of a health issue that may have continued through your life because uh, Saturn in that 24-degree point was opposing uh, the Pluto-Uranus conjunction. It's a wide orb, though, so it may come and go. It may not be anything that has stayed. But uh, you do have a quincunx action to your moon that is very close. Your moon is at 17 uh, Aquarius, no wonder I like you, see, a very friendly moon, plus it's, <laughs> it, it conjoins my son, so it's not surprising. Oh. All right, there we go. You were like a daughter to me, and you if you lived close, you'd be like a daughter to me. So <laughs> isn't that lovely? So we, this is how we have connections with others, and it's instantaneous. So mm-hmm. uh, there is that quincunx action, and quincunx action can be a physical issue. So looking at this, it can be a nervous situation. It has to do with your nerves, and oh, it may yeah. have to do with the digestive tract uh, is not giving you the right combination to feed your nerves properly because it's a Virgo-Aquarius issue. And the opposition, of course, is Saturn. Saturn rules Aquarius, so all of it kind of comes together. Recommendation would be silica. I would recommend silica, and it may not seem like anything to you, but <laughs> it's a silica is a cell salt, and I don't know if you're familiar with cell salts. The human body consists of twelve cell salts. That's all we are. When you, if you, yeah, when someone is um, cremated, that's all that's left. Twelve cell salts. Okay. That's what we're made of. Everything is built on the combination of those cell salts, and uh, we usually have deficiencies regarding certain cell salts that we can see if there are quincunx actions at the natal in the natal chart. Uh, but silica, it's not silica. I don't know why I said silica. Maybe spirit has something I don't know about. But uh, it's it's an issue that has to do with iron. Um, Pisces is, uh, rules the ability of the body to carry um, iron through the bloodstream. And when we don't have uh, enough of that, we have a Pisces issue going on. So I'm seeing some Pisces issue. And then Calnor, um, that's also a potassium issue. So mm-hmm. it's an iron-potassium issue. And for some reason, the balance isn't proper between them. Yep, it's frictional. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, there are cell salts that can work that out, and I would recommend you take a look at them. Um, look at, um, I wish I had my little book in front of me. I don't have that, and I haven't done a lot of this lately, but Kalinur is one of them, and uh, Ferrum Foss is another one. And um not sure what the one for Virgo is, but you also need that one. If you would email me, I'll send you that information. Uh, okay. Or if you Facebook me, I'll send you that information. You should be able to find that information. Um, if you just Google my name and put astrologer after it, I'll come up. I'm all over the Internet. Okay. Okay? Yep. So that that's very important. And anytime you have a hard action to that moon, or you're going to have 
issues that can come up. Let me just look to see if I see anything because it's better to be aware than to be unaware. Um, Neptune will cause friction when it finally gets to the 17 degree mark. It's nowhere near there now. It's at 13 degrees and it's a very slow mover. So it's probably about, I'm going to say it may be three years away. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would uh, go go Google where is Neptune and um, and find out when it's getting to start to approach that 17 degree mark and make sure you have all your health issues in order. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, very important. It's, it's better to know, and if you have everything in order, then whatever happens, you minimize. Okay. Right. Um, Neptune has a great way of making you fog up and forget. So you don't want to fog up and forget. Be conscious. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see what else I see here. Um, well, you've you you know you've had a Saturn return not too long ago. No, no. That's I take that back. This is a Chiron. You have a Chiron action that has been going on, and it's been on top of your Mercury. Chiron is where we're most wounded. But when we look at it, yours is in the seventh house, which is the house of relationships, and in Pisces, it's. It's a statement that says um, the individual that you might be married to or the individuals that you are closest to, someone that you share a one-on-one relationship with, uh, they they may have hurt you by not telling you the complete truth or by going into some kind of escape route. Uh, yes. Escape to me is any kind of a holicness. Uh, it could be workaholic. It could be alcoholic. It's a huge variance. But uh, the statement is they're not connecting with you. They're not merging with you. They're not intimate with you. They're stepping away. And in that way, they have hurt you and become absent in your life. And that's probably uh, a replication uh, of an issue that took place with your father uh, before you even got into any relationships with anyone else. So uh, you have to come to terms with issues of uh, abandonment and the issue of merging we don't ever we are already merged with everyone in terms of our divinity who we are but uh in physicality merging is just a very small act and it's it's you will never mind meld with anyone else <laughs> no matter how intuitive you are you won't <laughs> yep 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 uh-huh. that's exactly true it's like it's sometimes you feel like you're plugged in with people and sometimes you're not yeah. So with Chiron coming over this point and it's and it's active, it's not it has been active on itself and it's active on your Mercury at this point in time. Uh, this is a time where coming into a complete understanding of issues of intimacy can be very valuable for you. Uh, and at the same time, you may have more intuitive processes that's bringing that information up. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it is going to sound like an odd statement. I don't know if your father is alive or not alive, but the fact of the matter is, whether he's alive or not alive, he's connecting with you, and uh, yeah. and so yeah. he's he's going to bring some information through to make up for what he didn't do while you were together. Oh my God! I yeah, that's totally true. I. I didn't think I'd be going through this at 50 years old. There's so much hurt there. That yeah. I didn't yeah. think I would ever recover from this. I'm having panic attacks at night, and it's horrible. Oh, sweetie. You have to do things for yourself to get through that. You know, the key here is to remember, and and this is going to be hard because a lot of people, 
find it very difficult to face the pain that they've had to experience in this life. Yeah. It's very hard. But I'm going to say this because it's so important for you to try to understand. I say it with the softest heart I can speak because I understand the pain. You know, I have had my experiences as anyone our age, Barbara and my and Deb's age, have had our share. <laughs> Thank you for laughing in the background. At any rate, what I want to say is we bring these experiences in because through our ability to heal ourselves, we are able to step into greater compassion for all life. Yeah. And this is what you have to keep the vision on is the outcome. If you will do that, you can get through the experience without so much pain. And I want you to remember that you are never, ever, 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 wherever you are, you are never abandoned. You are never alone. You are never unloved. You are always embraced by angels, always. So when you go to sleep at night, allow them to embrace you. Become aware that they are there and they are protecting you. And they will protect you from anything and everything. And be a witness if those dreams have to come up for you to see them again. Be a witness to them and do not participate in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and let me jump in here because I'm, I'm a Pisces too. So um, <laughs> I can well, totally, <laughs> totally, absolutely relate to this. And I have to tell you, it the experience makes you a greater, more sensitive, richer, um, more amazing person. It, 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 it's dark night of the soul, and it's, it's a transition through your own inner darkness. And the cool thing is there are always people there, you just don't see them. So, and, I, and as Michelle said, I promise you. There are guides, there are spirits walking there with you. You just don't see or feel them. And the important thing is that you realize, you you get to realize that you have a master spirit inside of you that knows exactly where you're going and why. And you learn to trust yourself to a far greater degree than a lot of people do. So it's a it's it, in retrospect, it's going to be one of the coolest things ever. It sucks now. It totally sucks, but but it does get much, much better. And I'll, I'll say another thing. You know, this Mercury retrograde has been a, a dig on you, kind of. Uh, and, yeah. and when it stations direct, it will station basically on top of your sun. <laughs> so, you know, I, I always tell people when you have a planet stationing, it's a day to take off from work if you're someone who goes to work. <laughs> you know, I tell my clients and I make them look at that stuff you know months ahead unfortunately this is wednesday so you may not be able to do that but (laughs) if you do have to go to work then practice something you know i there's a simple practice that i send a lot of people with and it works very well if you will pay attention and use it almost everybody drinks water at work and if you don't, you really should. A lot of people make an effort to walk to a water cooler. Some people bring a bottle. It, it just depends on where you work and what you do. But if you will make the practice of every time, and it may be set a timer for on the hour, drink some water. And the practice is simple. When you look at that water, look at it first and know that you are filling it with light. 
that the light of the highest levels of spiritual universe is pouring into that. And then as you drink it, allow that light to pour into you, to cleanse you, to soothe you, to embrace you, to fill you with love so that you feel that. Give yourself Yeah. If you take time. Good. If you take time to do that, it will help you tremendously because whenever we have a day where a planet stations and on your sun, you're going to feel it and it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't feel wonderful. Uh, So so give yourself that opportunity to care for yourself, to love yourself, to know you're loved. And I can tell you right now, Barbara and I will be standing right next to you on the inner planes because you've made the connection with us. And that's what what people who work on the inner and are aware that they work on the inner as well as on the outer do. We do it all the time with everyone. And once we connect, where we actually have a physical connection like this, this is a physical connection, you become an aware piece of my heart. Not just a piece of my heart, but an aware piece of my heart. So Mm -hmm. I will always think of you. I will not know your name. I will not know how you look. You know, 70, 80, 90% of my clients, I don't know what they look like. I've never seen them. But I love every one of them as much as I love my own breath. And it's all we're connected by energy. We are. That's how, That's how. you know, how does Barbara know what she knows? How do I know what I know? Yes, I do use astrology, but I'm also a metaphysician. And what we know, we know because we are connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, we, we have to move on. Okay, well, I love you dearly. Please take good care of yourself. And if you if you need to, to you know, contact, you know, she'll call back. If, if you need to contact either of us, you know, please feel free because we are there. Yeah. Or here. Or, or wherever we'll we are. <laughs> yes, we will be there. <laughs> okay, we've got 720. You're on the air with us. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Cindy, and um, I was born uh, December 19th, 1962, <laughs> at 3.32 a.m. in on, San Diego, California. December 19th, 1962. It yeah, was 6.2. Okay, good. And what time did you say? Uh, 3.32 a.m. 3. 32 a.m. Definitely our 60s night. Yeah, it is. not that peculiar? I mean, every single person who's called has been in that 60s zone. And you were born in San Diego, you said, right? Yes. I bet that was a beautiful place to grow up. Okie dokie dokes. Let's go take a look. All right, Cindy. Let's see. You were born with Neptune and Venus conjunct right on your ascendant. You must be quite a beautiful lady and incredibly intense. And people step away from you in the grocery store because they're not going to get in your aura. (laughs) They're not going to get in your space because your space exudes power. Very interesting. But uh, certainly a very beautiful lady. Let's see here. You've got Saturn going through your second house right now, and it's been on your sun. It's in a retrograde motion, so it's 
been over your son. It's uh, it's really close. It's within 10 minutes of exact. That is not easy. That is a challenge. It makes you feel cold. It makes you feel abandoned. It makes you feel sad. It doesn't do anything nice. And at the same time, in your second house, it makes you feel like you're not valuable and that everything that you've done in your life, you could actually go to black and white and say nothing is valuable. It's all old and it's just not worth anything. And and it makes you have to save your money and you feel like you don't have enough. Whew. Saturn is not yeah. doing a nice job for you. and Right. And I feel everything you just said. Oh, I'm sure you do. And I hate I hate to see that and hate to have to tell you that. But the good news is it's not going to stay there. Okay. <laughs> That's the good yes. news. Okay. So let, let me just go forward, uh, forward a month and it, a month from now it will have passed your son, but it will still be in retrograde. So it means it's going to come back and hit it again, but it will yeah. give you a little relief. You will feel a sense of relief. So let's see, because I don't know how far it goes back. I don't have that. Okay, so it turns around September the 1st. It will turn around and start going forward again. And this will be the last time it passes over your sun. But at 21 degrees, it's not quite making contact. But I'm going to go by the week now because it will move pretty rapidly as it finally um, goes forward here. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I did. I thought I could go by the week, but I guess I can't go by the week. I can go by the seconds. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Um, so let's see here. By the time we hit November the 16th, it is on your sun again. So you're looking at that period of time from about November. I'm going to take it back a few days because it's already applying at two degrees. So let's say November um, the 10th or so. Until it's obviously it's going to be that time of Thanksgiving that's going to make you feel really awful again. But I'm sorry. I, I know it's horrible things to have to tell people. But the good news is it's not going to last. This is the last time it's going to go over that. So a month later, it will already be at 29 degrees. So it's going to go rapidly over. And uh, so that's the good news. By the time you get uh, to Christmas, you'll be feeling a whole lot better, like your world has changed completely. And what's wonderful is you're a Sagittarius, you know. Uh, So what happens every year is, you know, Venus and Mercury don't go terribly far from the sun. So at Christmas time, not only will uh, the sun be in Sag, but you've got Venus and Mercury and they'll all be in that second house. So it's going to push Saturn (laughs) and it's going to make you feel so much better. So, you know, (laughs) and, and having Venus come into that house, it may not be a lot of money that comes in, but you're going to feel like you have more money to spend. And that's a nice thing. And it may be that people are giving you gifts, you know, I don't know, but it's a, it, it is a beautiful thing. So you're going to feel a lot better by then. So, okay. you know, buck up over Thanksgiving and just know, keep your eye on Christmas, okay? <laughs> keep now, your eye on Black of, Friday, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> right? Speaking yeah. of money, <laughs> do you see any type of um, job for me that um, or direction um, that I should be looking at, um, for trying to pursue or anything like that? I'm unemployed, and the thing is, is I... My husband um, died from ALS in February of 2006, and I have not been employed since. 
Oh my god, almighty, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Oh, wow. Well, let's see here. Okay, you're mid-heaven, you have Leo up there, so you're, you know, you're a person who has the ability to be out there in front of everybody, and you have your Mars in Leo right at the mid-heaven, so you're a person who could be an entertainer. I mean, you could be out there helping children, talking, or getting children doing something active. You could be in the theater. There are things that you have abilities to do. I don't even know if you've explored them. A lot of the time when we have these great, lovely things on our mid-heaven, we, we force ourselves to do things that have nothing to do with what would really be enjoyable to us you have pluto and uranus in this house as well in virgo and uh so there's a statement of you have the ability and i don't know if you've even looked in that area but you have the ability to do something that's in the service zone i would be looking into and this is going to sound weird but i'd be looking into parks and recreation um, Uranus right now is at 26 degrees of Aries, and it has made already a made a trine to your Mars, which would have been uh, a good time. Um, I probably will go retrograde again and hit that point again. I need to go look, but um, there could be an opportunity that would come, and I would go look in those areas. You have uh, Pisces on your fifth house cusp, which is the you know that's the house where we have our uh, hobbies and the things that we usually like to do and uh, you don't really have any focus in that house but Pisces can also be acting it's uh, you know P- Pisces is the creative arts it's the one who stands behind behind the curtain not the one who stands in front of the curtain and where Leo stands out front and having Mars and Leo you certainly could be someone who emcees something or uh, I don't know what you'll do, but have you ever looked into anything like what I'm describing to you? Um, no, I've, I've mainly, you know, I really enjoy helping people, and I don't know in what capacity, you know, that would be fulfilling. I don't, I don't want to do sales or push things on no, no, people no, no, or no, anything no. like that. I want, yeah, I want to help people. I, no, I no, you're, you're, you know, it. your chart is about having fun. You could do something that has a teaching quality to it, uh, a teaching leadership or teaching athletics or teaching travel or doing something with travel. And it could be with children or for children or service to children. Um, there's yours is chart has so much to offer in terms of let's have fun. You know, your son is in the second house, which means you have tremendous potential to make money. And your son is basically trying that Mars that's at the midheaven. So there's opportunity for you anytime these planets become active. Saturn is activating your son and, uh, it even though it makes you feel really crummy, your best bet under this trine is it could end up giving you a government job. <laughs> Saturn's the oh government and it's trining your midheaven. <laughs> I know it sounds really peculiar, but <laughs> if I were you, I'd be going and looking and who knows, you may be feeling really down at Thanksgiving, but something that you may have applied for may come through at Christmas. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would be looking hmm. in that kind of zone. I would be looking at, like I said, parks and recreation. I don't know why, but that's. I would be looking in that kind of zone. Because, right. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, well, you, it might be time, you know, because this would make you happy. This is, yeah. Uh, and that's it, the, yeah, that's the one thing that's very important. What what Michelle just said, 
you you need to be looking at something that's going to be fun. If it's not fun, don't do it. I, I definitely, much as I, you know, feel your desire to help and to serve and to and to, to help people, I, I do not do not recommend at all that you look at, you know, nursing homes, rest homes, hostels. Stay out of that field because okay. you you really really and 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 that feels like that's the direction you were going. And yeah, yeah, that's because- Pluto. Yeah, I took care of my husband. I took care of my husband when he was sick, and then after that, my mom got sick, and I took care of her until she passed away. And it's kind of like that's the only thing I've been doing for the past twelve years is taking care of people. You did a good job. Don't do it anymore. Yeah, it's time for you to change that. It's time for you to go the next step. Also, you're 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 having a, a lunar return here. It's happening uh, it, right now. The moon is at 29 degrees of Virgo. You have had over the last 30 months service, 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 service till you're serving and serving. Okay, the moon will soon be in Libra, where you were born with it in Libra. Libra is not Virgo. Libra is, let's go down to the mall, sit there and watch and talk about all the people who are walking by and all the clothes they're wearing. <laughs> That's Libra. Libra mm. is not serving anybody. They're having a, a soda or an ice cream and watching everyone. <laughs> so it's about having a, a, a whole different energy. And as soon as this moon moves out of Virgo, you're going to feel a difference. And that's happening really soon. In two weeks' time, two and a half weeks, it'll be out. It'll be into Libra. You, you should feel a change right then and there. But as soon as it gets to like one degree of Libra, you're going to have a lunar return. So it's okay. around the corner, a month and a half, a month and three weeks, you're in a lunar return. And that means that it's time for you to fulfill some of the desires that you have had since you were a child. So ask yourself, when I was a kid, what was it I loved? What did I love doing? You must have loved entertaining people. Mars I and did. Leo at the mid heaven is <laughs> That's an really weird when... When I was little, we used to put on shows in the front yard. Me and my little sister, my neighbor, used to put on shows for the whole neighborhood. I believe every word <laughs> of it. That's that's your chart, and that's your that's part of who you are. You need to be doing this. So go look in parks and recreation. Go look anywhere where somebody is advertising or talking about, uh, or maybe it's a community theater, and you don't realize they have a job over there. Go look around. Open up the door for the creative and the entertaining kind of space. Yes, and, and here's here's one other thing you really need to do. You need to get new underwear. <laughs> the things you say, Barbara, you will never stop blowing my mind. <laughs> I did get new underwear. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't get you didn't get the kind I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Big girl panties. <laughs> you, yeah, you got you got sensible stuff. Forget that. No, you need to get That's new right. underwear. You really do. Because, you know, if, if, if what you have on underneath everything else has that fun aspect to it, has that saucy feeling to it, that's what you become. And, right. And I, I, there's a great deal to be said for the cotton stuff. But right now you need, you need to feel as sexy as you actually are. Yes, and, and, and I feel weird about that. I'm old. <laughs> well, you, I, I, I yeah. said 
underwear on the inside. You wear it on the inside, <laughs> not on the outside. Right. You don't, you don't, mm. you need to let go of that whole thing of feeling old. And part of that will go when this moon gets into your moon in Libra again. So go for it. And one of the things that uh, Deb just threw in there, she says, a travel guide that fits this description as well. So, you know, uh, if you were a travel guide who wore costumes, you would be a sensation. Hmm. You know, you know where else? About. You know where else to look? Every historical house around has people who dressed in costume to talk about the time. We don't oh, have anything yeah. like that here, but she may live in a city that has We that. do. Yeah, well, I'm, I live in, well, Boulder, but Denver also has them. Oh, yeah, I mean, all, all, the, all the governor's mansions do, um, you know, there there are tons of of... of it's almost theatrical where you where you wear the costume of the time and you talk about the history and what was going on during that period. Yeah, hmm. Muse- museums too. Deb is throwing in. Yeah, yeah, because I I love history too. Oh wow! Yes, okay. you do. Your 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 Mercury is is in in Capricorn. You not only love history, you value history, and your brain works history. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, quality things is the key to uh, your chart. So whatever you do, quality would be something you would be talking about. Very good. Yes, you have to let us know what you do because this is very exciting. And even <laughs> though this storm Saturn is on your sun, it's also, you know, moving to a, a wonderful grand trine to your – a beautiful trine, not a grand trine, but a beautiful trine to your midheaven. So go work it and don't – don't let this uh, the cold part of Saturn control you. Allow yourself to push through it. Push through it. Okay. Give yourself and, and a week in. Uh, give yourself uh, the 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 three two weeks, two to three weeks, and then start going because then your moon will be in Libra, and you will be wow. much more upbeat and more likely to get the position. You need to be in that upbeat zone when you go. Right. Okay. And that was what I was just going to ask you. <laughs> you answered okay. it for me. Okay, Thanks. thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're so, so welcome. Very welcome. Take good care of yourself and shoot us a note and let us know what you end up doing. Absolutely. Okay, I sure will. I sure awesome. will. Thank awesome. you very much. You take Bye-bye. care. Have a great night. Whew. <laughs> Barbara, you slay me. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> just, they're amazing. I powered it down too. I mean, oh, I'm you know, sure it, you did. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think she she brought out something that I think is very very important for people to remember to understand and 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 whatever when when you've gone through a, a time of loss, a time of you know being with people yeah. that are passing over and everything. Um, it, it is an honor to do, and it is always, almost always done, you know, through 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 wonderful sensitivity and kindness and compassion. It's not done because it is expected or it is required of us. And when you come out of that time frame, it isn't that it isn't that you're 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 drained. You you have forgotten how to celebrate life. Yes. 
And you have to remind yourself of that. And, and sometimes doing something really weird. I mean, I don't recommend thongs to anybody over <laughs> 14. You're, you're mind-blowing. I swear to God, I love you dearly. <laughs> but it's the underneath stuff that gives you the fun. And, and you know, it, it's, it's so cool because... Um, you know, I have the big girl stuff too, the grown up stuff, but, but, you know, you get to the point where sometimes you just have to celebrate and, and it doesn't matter if people know what you're celebrating or not. I mean, go out and get an ice cream sundae or, or treat yourself to something that you don't normally treat yourself to and, and get yourself back into the flow of life. Because when you're caring for someone who is going through transition, you do take take a kind of a, you pause in time while you're helping that person. And it's a contract you've made with that person. It's something you both agreed to before you incarnated and you, and you fulfill the contract, but, but it's, it's a matter of, you know, getting back into what, what your pathway is for this lifetime. And, and you hit it right on the nose, doing, doing creative things, doing things that are celebrative, doing things mm -hmm. that, that um, you know, open you up to joy and laughter. It's important, and yeah. uh, you know, and you, you mentioned you mentioned the theater and stuff like that. The other aspect that you can do is you can volunteer to be an usher at theaters too. You know, the big ones yeah. that you put on the Broadway shows. Yeah, so. I just felt she needed to make some money. So, oh yeah, that would yeah, be based on what I saw. So I, 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 I think Spirit was going to give her a doorway. So I look forward to hearing something good. Well, absolutely, because people who are that kind and that generous and that sweet, they do get rewarded for it. They mm -hmm. truly do, and it's just a matter of of trusting and believing. Not that, not that you know, it's going to be the lottery, though it could be. Um, but, but you know, good things come to people. They really do. And, mm -hmm. and especially when you've been through a time like that. I know I, I, <clears throat> I cared for my mother the last 30 years of her life, but the last five were really difficult. And, and then I had my husband passed away and I cared for him while he went through that transition. And it's, it's amazing how you go through that and it's like a wave and then you start again and, and you can, and, and at those moments, at those times, you have the opportunity to reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, how am I going to project myself into society now? And, mm -hmm. and it's really amazing because you can consciously sit there and say, okay, I am going to be a little more assertive here. I'm going to be a little more brash here. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing how you can sit back and say, okay, it's it's an amazing time for me. I can reinvent myself. I can cut my hair. I can dye my hair. I can change my clothing. And and when you do all of those things, you do become a new and a different person. And and it's really a very exciting time. Mm -hmm. I agree. Of course, of course, we can do that anytime. But but with the few short minutes that we have left, what do you see for the country coming up? <laughs> Yeah, while you've been talking, I've actually been staring at the the Trump chart, looking for something, looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, been looking as, for something. Because I called Eight. his, I called his missiles. I called both times. Yeah, and and uh, 
I think there are going to be more flying. And I don't feel, though, that it's going to be, um, you know, kind of like damn the torpedoes full stream ahead. I, I really feel that it's going to be very calibrated what is done. I feel it's going to be very, um, it, it's not going to be all out craziness all over the place. I feel that he is going to very intelligently take us into war. Well, I I like your your positive attitude. <laughs> I do. Um, when you, you remember the last time we talked, I happened to peek at the U.S. chart and I said Jupiter was applying to Mars in the U.S. chart. And uh-huh. it's it's in the 12th house, the house of self-sabotage. That's where Mars has progressed to in the U.S. chart. And Jupiter is applying on August the 1st. It will be very close. And so starting in August is where uh, whatever is going to happen in terms of explosiveness or uh, and a new abundance of ammunition or military or bombings or whatever, uh, this is the time frame where it's going to become more. Uh-huh. It will apply even before that because all the words will come out when Jupiter gets to about 14 degrees, which will be uh, the month before. But uh, this is not a good thing. And, of course, Jupiter will be making a square to the U.S. sun. And uh, so it's we're in for a big challenge. I looked at uh, Trump's chart for uh, astrocartography because I wanted to see – I don't know if I ever explained this to you or not, but um, – where your Pluto line goes, if you're president of the, uh, the of a country, um, is indicative of where you're most likely to drop the most powerful or most uh, explosive or most nuclear ammunitions. And his his Pluto line goes right across Korea. Yeah. So um, I was hoping I would look and find it somewhere in the ocean, but I did <laughs> not. Um, so. You know, it didn't make me feel good to come away from that. And, of course, this time frame is questionable. I, you know, I don't, I'd like to say something really good. (laughs) I just don't have a lot to hand anybody. What's happening is his, Trump's progressed moon is right now at 29 degrees of cancer. 29 is critical degree. Cancer is about family. There is a whole statement there that something is going on with him, that there is an intensity regarding his family and what he's doing with his family and what his hopes for his family were and what his hopes for uh, family would be, his wishes and dreams. But in just another few days, it will go into the next sign. And the next sign is Leo. And Leo is wonderful. Um, We were just talking about Leo, a lot of fun and whatnot. But Leo is also uh, the sign of the leader, the dictator, the one who uh, does irresponsible things. When it first crosses over, it will be uh, conjunct his progressed Saturn. So he will be held back. He will not run out there and do something crazy. Let let me ask you something. Do you have... um... The crazy little fat boys chart. Who? Uh, North Korea. No, I don't know that. Not in this computer, I don't. 
Uh, next time we talk, I'll I'll find uh, his chart. If I, if I have it, it's in my other computer because there is a there's a radio host that <laughs> when I do a show with her. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many charts I come to the table with. It's over 50. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> she tells me ahead of time, I want to ask this, I want to ask that. And so I come to the table with tons of charts. But... Well, you know, I, I have found that, that from from what I get, that that, that several, that, that the, the um, outlines of several countries are going to change. And that to remember always that, that, in order for something to become better, often we have to take it apart in order to put it back together on a better foundation. That is a Pluto statement. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is absolutely true. And, of course, I did say that the U.S. chart is under a Pluto experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is certainly part of what's happening. Uh, it's just that Pluto experience, as I recall, just started, but I can pu- I'm can just pulling up the chart now to go look at it, and yeah, see, it hasn't even quite started yet. Pluto <laughs> in the sky is 17 degrees, and Pluto itself in the natal chart of the U.S. chart is 27, so yeah, it's only screw- just begun. We'll talk to you next month and find out more swell stuff about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, till then, I love you dearly, and love thanks you. to everyone who listened. Good night. Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. This is Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical. UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between, including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com. <laughs>